Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello everyone, welcome back to Roll the Roost podcast. Um, yeah, another another interesting one for Tottenham Hotspur and I'm delighted to say I'm joined today by a man you may know him as Dear Mr. Levy, others may know him as at Spooky23 from Twitter, um, the rest of us know him as... I don't know, insert insulting name here. How are you doing, Spooky? How's it going, mate? <laughs> I'm all right. I like the way you said from Twitter, like I was birthed yeah. on, on social media. From the anus of, <laughs> of Twitter. <laughs> um, I don't know why from the anus in particular. It's not how biology works, is it, mate? You know. No, but it, but it, but with, with Twitter, I think it's probably the apt way to be birthed, to be fair. You think? You're, well, you're not on it as much anymore, are you? Uh, no, I'm not on it constantly, and and I really had a problem with social media. I mean, people are probably bored with me banging on about this, but I was just constantly checking my feed and constantly wanting to share my opinion and and and, and get triggered by other people's opinions, and it, it just it's just too much time being wasted, to be fair. And 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 and, and listen, as much as I, I I tend to slag off Twitter, um, I actually like. A lot of the people that are on it. Oh yeah, big and, time. And, and and the conversations that we have, and it's not necessarily always about football. Like people have keen interests in music or TV or just g- general things, and there's a lot of good humoured, light-hearted exchanges. Um, so I, I I guess it's just the way that I seek to use the platform. There's no there's no like rules of engagement really. You know, you don't have to read everything you definitely don't have to respond to everything uh, so i kind of dip in and out i kind of sometimes dip in tweet a few things which i've done today with with everything that's going on with with like the content pochettino stuff um you know say what i've got to say if it resonates fantastic and i will definitely check my mentions you know as the day progresses but um i try and stay away away from it because unfortunately there there, there are people that still persevere with with posting the same thing and i know i'm going to be accused of doing the same thing to be fair but um yeah it's just not that important is it and and it's quite nice when you are detached from it i'm just more productive uh with work and just with things outside of work so yeah part part timer it's uh, it is an interesting one isn't it the thing i i kind of like about um and you're seeing it at the moment, like with this Conte Pochettino thing, is you can have a sort of slightly nuanced opinion from somebody else. And sometimes it, this is to, it's the theatre of Twitter, but people will sort of make out like you've just admitted to masturbating in public or something. Do you know what I mean? Like there's the kind mm. of the outcry when you've kind of 
just given a pretty tepid opinion about football or something like that. It it, it is funny how it. I don't know. It's just it's something about. I guess it's the uh, the detached nature of it. You know, not seeing somebody there, and I don't even buy it fully. I think partly this in some cases, but you know, people often do the whole like, oh, it's just because you're not face to face with someone, you wouldn't mouth off to them in person type thing. I don't think it's entirely like this thing of being scared of like physical threat or something. Mm. I, I I do just think there's it's there's a machine like quality, right? You're just you're talking into a page of text. You know, you're not actually talking to somebody. It, well, you are. But for a, in that space and time, you're not. It's I don't know. It's all very detached. It's inhuman and whatever. It's, it's or dehuman, the, not inhuman. Dehumanized, maybe. I don't know. It, it, I can't it, think. that it, sounds it, a bit com- dramatic, doesn't it? No, no. But it, but it, it's you know it's something that we always come back to this, don't we? With, with social media and you know people will often say as well, oh, it's just like one percent of of the population, let alone the fan base, you know, it's just a minority that's very loud. And obviously, because we're on it, we think that everything that's said is somehow like a, 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 a true snapshot of what's going on on the outside. And and to a degree, it probably is much like people do surveys. And it's just like, a, a you know, they interview X amount of people, but it, 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 the way that they do it, if they do it properly, it does capture the mood of a nation. So, you know, there's good things about it. There's bad things about it. But I just don't know whether we really know how to communicate in this format. You know, I know Twitter's got spaces, which isn't something I kind of dabbled in. These type of things are, are, are always going to be the, the best format because we're having a conversation and people will be able to hear our tone and will we'll hopefully understand when we're being sarcastic and, and satirical and the rest of it. And and you can gauge a lot more. Now, obviously, they can't interact with us. They can listen to this and interact on Twitter, um, it was interesting because I was at the I was at the Fighting Cock uh, uh, social on on Saturday that we were screening the um, the Brentford game, and just 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 talking to, to to Spurs fans, you know, not necessarily people that share your your same opinion about things, but just having that face to face, it's it's. I don't want to say it's underrated. I don't want to say it's overrated, but it's you, you're just reminded that you can have a conversation. You know, you're less likely to be on the offensive. You're le- you're less likely to be on the defensive as well. And I think on Twitter, uh, that economy of of anger travels really quickly. So when you say something, it's got to be a punch to the gut. You've got to say something that that will definitely get the people on your side jump in and support you and the people that you're you're kind of targeting to kind of antagonize them and then there's this whole playground of indirects and it's just it's it is genuine genuinely a, a computer game it's a fucking video game it, you know just like a text-based adventure is there um, any uh any spurs on spurs at the fighting cock uh meet up mate it's, it's, um, it's feeling like Spurs on Spurs season at the moment. Yeah, you know? it, it does. No, it was. It was all. <laughs> it was all. It was all beautiful. To be fair, no, it's it? not it quite a... that bad yet. It's, it would be. It would no. be if Conte. If Conte does actually leave, we'll talk about this later. But oh um, shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Well, I mean, we're talking about the good and the bad. What was the? Uh, what was the good of that Brentford game, mate? Because I didn't see much, to be honest. Um, <laughs> this is gonna. This is gonna be great analytical. Uh, it's like not not the extra inch. It's the like the the, the, the flaccid inch uh, <laughs> in terms of uh, trying to review the webs the 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 the, the match. Well, I I I did watch it. 
Um, I'm not going to lie and tell you that I I, I can share um, any analysis on on formation and tactics. Uh, tactics. I mean, the, what I've gauged from Tottenham in the past couple of games is just that that kind of tempo, and and I've kind of spotted it really early on and found myself to replicate the the kind of lethargic manner that the we've we've produced on the pitch uh, in terms of how I've I've then proceeded to experience the game so like early on you know with the the Brighton match you know Kane was kind of snatching that shot in the first minute I thought fucking hell like I mean if that doesn't set the tempo for us and it, and it kind of did and the same with Brighton he seemed to be huffing and puffing uh, sorry Brentford it's the same thing again huffing and puffing um, not quite connecting it's just like a collective letdown and and it's really difficult to 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 kind of pinpoint this you know we've got a week's preparation conditioning tactical preparation physical the lot you know time conte's bang bangs on about this so it's weird the way it's not like we even bottle these games it's not like they're calamitous they're not a disaster in terms of in terms of the actual football there's just a lack of energy there's a lack of something in there and it's I don't know what that is you know you I can list examples and tell you well maybe it's because the pressure is getting to them or maybe it's because we're overstretched and or maybe it's because Conte unlike Arteta who's had seasons to get into position where they might qualify for the Champions League we're kind of stuck uh, with Conte having part of the season to get as much out of the players that he's got. And arguably, he's only got a couple in there that he's wanted. Um, so there's all these things that, that kind of bounce around my head. But I can't give you... I can't tell you what that is. So so if you're asking for the good, not a lot, to, to be fair. It's just this kind of... This this quiet space of, like, why, why do this for us? We're smashing teams for two months and now... And now we choose to have a lull now, and it's just beyond my capacity to to really explain it. Now, I mean, I don't want to be. I don't know. I don't want to be so, seen to be kind of leading this into some sort of anti-Conte thing because it's, it's well, not. Here we that. go. But you know, were you not looking at that game? Even just bloke on the sofa or you know, out of fighting cock social watching it with your limited kind of grasp of what, you know, in comparison to what he has from being at training and everything. Yeah. Oh, you're not looking at that and thinking, why are we persisting with this system with, who you know, I dig out Emerson Royale, but even Sessegnon, basically a, a wing-back reliant system when it's possibly the weakest part of our squad. Yeah. Um, and we've seen, you know, I don't think it's revising history to say that, the final score against, say, Villa was not particularly reflective of the game. Um, Newcastle even, well, it was, it was a game of two halves, as they say. Mm. Um, so, I mean, yeah, we have had a good run, but I think, personally, again, a lot of that is, dare I say, it's felt a little Mourinho-y. Like, we've done well when Kane and Son have showed up, and... When they haven't, we kind of look quite average, um, bereft of ideas. And I, I know people will say that's partly a personnel thing, but do you not think he could be 
doing a bit he, more he, mixing it yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a good point because to be fair, I, I think it was the Brighton game. After, I, and and please tell me if I'm completely wrong on this, but I felt like he didn't look to make any changes um, early on in that game, um, and. Yeah, he's stubborn as fuck. And, and, and obviously, if you put your tinfoil hat on, you know, at the minute people say, well, he's doing it on purpose. He doesn't want to get Champions League to- for Tottenham because he wants to get out there. And if he gets Champions League, he'll be up, like fucking... He's a grown man. If he wants to leave, he'll leave. If he wants to stay, he'll stay. You know, there's, there's no controlling him, as we know. Yeah. He's, you know, he's a bit volatile. But yeah, I mean, there's... there's there's criticisms to be there. I mean, I completely back Conte just in terms of... You know the, the the message around ambition is just spot on, and it's something that Spurs we know as as a fan base. We you know it, it's what we've been banging on about, and and I think having someone as a manager, even though sometimes he's at odds with, it feels like he's at odds with his own commitment to his contract mm. and, and, and and to Spurs. He does say the right things, so. When he does talk about conditioning and preparation and, and spending a week, you would think the amount of time they are spending watching, um, I want to say videotapes or you know, um, of, uh, of of previous games, you'd think you think that that would definitely be on the agenda, just in terms of being adaptable to you know having that extra dimension from somewhere, you know, finding that that extra something. And maybe, maybe, maybe the, the the problems. Maybe I'm wrong. Like in terms of my long term view about this, you know, I've always banged on about Spurs. I've always had the players to do to do more than than we've been doing in the past couple of years. And I'm probably not wrong that we do. We do have enough quality to be. I mean, where we are is probably just about right. Fourth, fifth, round about there, based on the lack of form from other teams, allowing us to 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 be competitive at that level. But um, Generally speaking, I think the gap is so huge between us and obviously Chelsea, Liverpool and City. And that's probably where Conte fixates a lot. Um, and, and, and and perhaps 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 it tells you something about, you know, the, the psychology behind what he's trying to do. Like he's persevering with certain things whether he's experimenting still, which would be weird at this point in the season because you just think, get the results, they're more important than the performances. Um, it is, you know, you have a point. The, the, the criticism is valid. Um, and again, you know, all football fans will do this because Conte's a world-class manager. I'm not. So he, he obviously sees things I will never see. However, we all see the same things. And you're right, you know, one of the biggest problems Spurs have has been birthed within the club by appointing Nuno and signing people, um, just generally signing people for different positions and different formations, and then us having to try and adapt them um, or, or kind of bring them back into the fold in the right way. And I think, I think it's it's weakened us over the season. It's probably cost us the points that will cost us Champions League potentially. Um, but yeah, but what does he do? I mean, what 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 would you like to see him him change? Because again, it, it does feel like we're relying on this particular system, and and it, when it works, it works wonderfully well. And when it doesn't, you get the results we've had in the last two games. Let's just go four four fucking two, mate. <laughs> Proper old <laughs> run, school. Run around, wallop, lump it up the pitch. <laughs> no no place for 
don't know, snowflakes. Um, I have no idea, mate. To be honest, I'm not. Uh, you know, it's never been my, never been my bag to really be one for the tactics and all that. I just like to gobshite off about it. Um, but I mean, I, I, there is something in this though that I do because it is, it's an interesting one, right? And I think this is part of the developing culture war with you know, that's kind of around kind of Conte and lesser so Mourinho because, I mean, it maybe would have been if we'd have got Mourinho a couple of years earlier, perhaps when, you know, he sort of went to United. But there is this sort of idea of, uh, I don't know, it's a tussle between like ambition um, and a level of almost delusion or no, I don't want to say delusion because that seems too charged but entitlement maybe mm. um, where because I know on one hand we will say Tottenham and I've said this myself Tottenham have the most expensive tickets in probably Europe if not at least the Premier League we should be you know either not charging that or spending accordingly spending kind of in line with the top spenders in the league and I, I I do see that point. I mean, I think it's two separate arguments. I, you know, I just think ultimately the tickets should be cheaper. They should be. I think they're, you know, I think it's pretty ludicrous that we'd kind of charge what we do and expect, yeah, expect fans to essentially be out of pocket whilst the boards continue to ask the fans to have patience and understanding for, you know, not not buying players for three windows. And I, I, I do think it's it's. It's a bit. It's getting a bit worn now. I do. I personally think Tottenham are starting to spend. You know, we are starting to spend quite a bit. We're obviously giving our top players bigger contracts now. Um, so I, I, I do think slowly but surely Tottenham are kind of becoming a a proper top whatever we call it now, top four, mm. top six outfit. Mm. Um, and and I think this is one of the things I've sort of struggled with in terms of. Not just with Conte, because I mean Conte is what he is. Conte is an ambitious guy. He wants to, he wants to be kind of competing at the top. I get it. You know, he's wired in a particular way that he sees. You know, what what am I doing here? What I'm I'm supposed to be celebrating finishing fourth? Like this isn't this isn't how it works for me. And I I I, I understand that to a degree. You know, I it's it's understandable, and I it does make me question why he joined Tottenham. But still, you know, that's. Kind of is what it is, but I mean, from the fan side of things, when we're kind of holding up teams like Chelsea and City and, I mean, to a lesser degree, even United and Liverpool, they're still teams that have means far beyond our own. And I don't... Like I say, it's, a, it's, it's not a clean-cut thing because, you know, on one side... You would say, well, come on, Tottenham don't have the means to be doing that. But then on the other side, it is like, well, we are paying through the nose in the stadium for tickets, everything like yeah. that. So, you know, maybe we should sell and sell to somebody else. But then I'm like, well, you know, what do we, do we want to have a takeover like Newcastle have had? I mean, I mean, I personally don't. I mean, some people would say that they do, but mm. and I, I get that football, football isn't clean, right? And I think billionaires by default are generally. You, you you don't amass massive sums of wealth really by being an overall awesome person. Um, Correct. Yeah. So uh, it's it's difficult, right? It it's where do we, where do we find morality in a sport that 
really has it, continually demonstrated that it has none. You know, it's. But I mean, I guess my 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 wider point I was I was trying to get to is what is it that Tottenham like Tottenham fans? We we seem to get quite angry that we're not competing. If you like, we're not finishing. We're looking at the kind of the Pochettino era, right? And people was people are kind of now trying to adopt this whole. I'm putting on my intellectual cap here and saying yes, we all had fun, but ultimately it was a failure. And Pochettino is no good as a manager. But I mean, what are Liverpool fans going to look back on this however many years they have now five six seven years of Jurgen Klopp and say well we only won the Premier League once I mean really he was a he was a failure he should have won more with that team you know (laughs) because the thing this 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 Liverpool team is one of the best Premier League teams we've probably ever seen yet you know let's be it's gonna take it's gonna take something pretty special for them to win it again this year which seems mad Seems mad yeah. that City are again gonna just probably walk it, but but ultimately, why? You know, this is a team that's they spend hundreds and hundreds of millions constantly. You know, it's there's there's so many things that you can pull out of this kind of discussion. I mean, the first thing is that there there's no consistency with with those uh, kind of expectations and 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 the way expectations distorts into entitlement um i mean liverpool for example have different you know when you attain a certain level i I guess in in, as a football club in terms of success where you are actually winning something then you you, you're changing that benchmark that definition um and and therefore you almost start from that level and look to improve on that so so how do you improve on winning the league you win it again and you win again and obviously the, the thrill that you get will, will, will change from from one fan to the other, but as a fan base, it will collectively change how you feel because you become comfortable with with with, with attaining that success, and it'd be more about consolidating it. It'd be less about that feeling that you get from the journey that leads up to you winning it. I'm not I'm not dismissing that back in the days of Man United and Arsenal when they were when they were beating each other to the title, that it didn't feel absolutely electric. It absolutely did. But it's on another on another level. You kind of want to... You, 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 you kind of change. You evolve with the way your team's evolving. Now, Spurs are a team that obviously we don't win titles. So we're in a position where we're looking up and we're trying to work out how to do it. But the entire thing is it is further distorted by what you've said. Like we're, we're even if we get everything right, even if we if we get every single thing we want from Spurs to be doing the right thing, you know, if we get it spot on, there's no guarantee. But but genuinely, I believe even the people that I disagree with, even the fans that I dig out, um, and I wish I didn't have to dig them out because it makes me feel like a hypocrite. But um, even those fans will agree, I'm sure of it, that if we are doing the right thing. That's more than enough because everything else is just in the hands of, 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 of the gods. Now, under Pochettino, it kind of fell together accidentally. You know, there were people that wanted him out after six months because they couldn't work out what he was trying to do at Tottenham. So it kind of, again, shows you the impatience and the, and the kind of uh, uh, the inability to, to just wait and see and just and just be part of several games in a season rather than than react one game to the next, which is what people love doing at the minute, mainly because of 
the way it's amplified on social media. But even Poch, you know, the, the way it came together accidentally, that kind of birthed an, an expectation and perhaps then distorted an, into, into an, an entitlement. And the disappointment there was that we never really consolidated. So we had an opportunity to maybe do something, but there were still no guarantees. As good as we were, we weren't good enough across 38 games. We were good enough across, you know, 80 games across a couple of seasons, but, it does, you know, stats are, are amazing and everything. Um, but obviously, when when you're looking at looking for that consolidation, it kind of fell apart because we then didn't do the right things as a football club. There's so many variables that kind of fit into that. So when 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 you're when you're when you're in the moment, you know you ask yourself, how do I feel? And I and I, and again, I'd like to believe, even the ones that won't admit it, that during those peak years under Poch, um, we as a fan base felt absolutely fucking fantastic because it they all these things that like oh stick that in your trophy cabinet, mate, you know togetherness, brotherhood. Uh, it, it actually meant something, you know, vibes, as, as someone, um, I think, said on, on Twitter, um, to describe <laughs> what we were feeling. But, but it's almost like it's, it's dirty it's to con- want to enjoy football, right? It's- yeah, exa- exactly. And the thing is, the, the, the basic fundamental, the, the bread and butter is, and, and not to go off in a, on a tangent about, oh, it's like a social thing, your mates, family, it is all, all of that as well. Um, but because Spurs are a club that can set a benchmark that we can have expectations from Tottenham. Most football clubs will never ever have that. Like we're quite privileged to be to be lucky enough to have been chosen by Tottenham to be a club that has always been there or thereabouts. Even though we we haven't won a lot in recent years, which is massively disappointing. Um, we're always there or thereabouts. We can dream and we can believe. And often. It was maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, it was laughable to think about, oh, Spurs are going to finish in Europe. People would laugh in your face. Whereas we have spoken about Spurs being potential contenders, you know, in the top tier, like knocking on the door, pundits, rival fans, our supporters. We kind of thought we're, we're onto something here. And it's, it's fragile. Ultimately, it's there's not enough around it to support it. You know, you look at Liverpool, they knew what they had to do to fix it. I don't know if it was, you know, I had a conversation with someone at uh, the Fighting Cock thing where they were saying you know, Liverpool's owners, because uh, they're you know, American, you know, are kind of obsessed with winning with, with, with their franchises uh, franchises over there. And it's like, what do we need to do? Oh, we need a centre-back. How much? 75 million. We need this. We need to get it done. Ruthlessly get it done. Mm. And that energy is definitely is, is what we all agree on. You know, whether you're... Levy in, Levy out, which again is a bit of a meme because Levy has done a lot of good for this football club. But he's also, for the the, the shrewd businessman that he is, he has made a lot of naive mistakes. And again, you know, I mean, he's he's literally built a billion dollar stadium. So for me to be criticising Daniel Levy is just a little bit daft. But as a football fan, I'm going to have my opinion. And that is, we've got it wrong. But even if we get it right, there's still no guarantee. So you need to enjoy what Tottenham are giving you. And I think what we need is just that hope, you know, and, and whether it kills you or murders you in the end, it's, it's, it, that's the fuel. And um, we're in a position right now where we seem to, we seem to want to fight it, whether it's, um, and I know you have your opinions about Conte as well. Um, and it's great that we can sort of like kind of have it out. Um, um, but, 
it's not black and white, is it? I mean, there's there's good things about Conte, there's bad things about Conte. You know, if you if you if you take a step back and you think what's best for Tottenham, you know, if Conte is not really in it, is if his heart is not really in it, is it really good to just keep him and back him for what might be another season before he fucks off? And part of me thinks, yeah, do you know what? Let's do it. Let's not do the Tottenham thing and talk about heart and culture and the rest of it. Let's take a risk, and, and if it blows up in our face, it, it because we've not we've not done this before. Mourinho uh, arguably was, was on a lower level an experiment that kind of fizzled away in our face. It didn't explode in any way, but with Conte, it feels that if, if it is reliant on Champions League football, then yeah, okay, heart in mouth, but if we get it, we have a summer in the pre-season. At least we get to see how good he tr- truly is with a squad that isn't on the level of what he's he's normally you know associated with. And I think I'm I'm willing to to, to spend that next year um, experiencing that because we've tried everything else, Jack. Man, we, we've you know we've tried everything else, and now we're we're looking to the past again to to, to push forward into the future, and it's. It's this kind of cycle of um, needing, wanting, which is great that we're ambitious, but but at the same time, we need to ground ourselves a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like you say, it's not black and white and it's not straightforward. I mean, and this is this is one of those things that makes Twitter hard to kind of convey these points because like you say, people are always just going to, you know, I've said stuff about Conte and people are immediately just like, you get quote tweeted with, Oh, this typical potch sexual as as people seem to call it and all this type of stuff i mean i probably feel on balance it's going to be healthier in a way i mean i i even feel i even feel it's difficult saying this though mate to be honest so I, there's a part of me i want to say i feel like it's going to be healthier for the club to just have to have conte see out the contract that he has at least at the moment but you know, all it's all it seems to be constantly is his people <laughs> leaking to the press that he is interested in any big job that's available. Mm. Like we're a kind of almost like you know how people accuse Gareth Bale of coming to Spurs to warm up ahead of the Euros yeah, for Wales. Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of you know, in a way, the tin foil hat part of me feels that Conte in a way is using Tottenham in that way it's a bit of we've sort of we've all said uh, people who you know are a fan of his or not it's a bit of a no-lose situation for Conte at Tottenham because if it goes to shit he can just leave and say well that's Tottenham isn't it you know everybody knows in the words of um, what's his name that horrible Italian defender we all know the history of this club um so, you know, it's like that. And I think the, the immediate conversation comes back to, oh, well, you just want Pochettino back. I'm not, I'm not even 100% I do at this point. I'm not 100% that I would, if Conte walks this summer, I mean, let's be honest, it's academic. If Conte goes this summer, Pochettino is probably going to come in, right? I think we all know this. Um, yeah, because there's, there's no other options, I think, at the moment. No, and I mean, and then I'm not going to, I say this, and I'm like, I'm not 100% sure I want him to come back yet. I don't know if I want him to inherit the, lightly culture war I don't want him to inherit the kind of I don't know just the dissatisfaction that there would be from and fair enough from large elements of the fan base that Antonio Conte had left um but then at the same time you know this idea that it would be a disaster 
to have Pochettino back. I mean, come on. It's not it's not Frank Lampard or Sam Allardyce or Alan Kerbishley or Alan yeah, Pardew coming in, you know? Yeah, I mean, you're, he, he, you know, Poch knows the club, right? He loves the club as well. And, and the affinity he has with us... Um, we we know what went what went wrong the first time round, and it's just whether the the, the club, the board, Daniel Levy, um, are able to correct all the mistakes. And 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 again, it comes back to this kind of backing the manager. I mean, backing a manager should be a default, you know, a reaction to an appointment. You know, when when the manager comes in, what does the manager need to be to be successful? If you're going to bring in Conte. It's quite obvious what what he needs, so you then need to look to back him. And I think we're, I think we're definitely doing that. It, it feels the energy feels right. We've made a couple of, you know, mistakes, but just based on 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 on, on the Nuno appointment. But going forward, um, I would hope Conte stays. If anything, how would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. As a test to his own ability to, because I'll tell you what, it's quite easy to walk away from Spurs and blame Spurs, but actually turning Tottenham around and doing something with Tottenham that no one else has managed to actually do would be utterly incredible. If anything, for the salt that the the, uh, the pundits and, and the media and, and, and all all other supporters all over the world will, will endure, um, you know, and just you know, more importantly, how we will be made to feel like, well, hello, we're not cursed. It actually just took a bit of fucking motion in in the right direction to get us sorted. Um, the, the the thing I want to touch upon though is this kind of self-loathing thing, and I know we I know we do this. You know, you got people like Billy who who's an absolute genius with with the, the kind of satirical uh, kind of memes. I don't know how he does it, man, um, but we all do it to a degree, right? We're all very defensive, and the way we're defensive is that we we go oh, Spursy, you know, we take the piss out of our club, and that's fine. But there is a, a, a kind of the underbelly of that is a more kind of vile, toxic energy 
where it's like a, a tr- it feels like a genuine hatred of what the club is mm. even though I've always felt the club is the, 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 the football supporters and I know that's not really true because you've got custodians who charge us the earth to, to go and watch them um, but this kind of you know if Conte walks fucking Tottenham you fucked it up again well no actually do you know what it was always a risk appointing Conte. He was never really suited. I mean, when we failed to get him in the summer, I was like, okay, fair enough. It, I mean, it was I entertained it for 10 minutes and then thought it's probably not the right appointment. When it happened, obviously, you know, being a football fan and, and slightly hypocritical, I was, I was chuffed because I thought, well, where else have we got to go? He's actually joined the club, which mm. means... He must have heard something from the club. He must have assurances. He must know that he can potentially do something here. And what hasn't helped is, is has been his his wobbles and these kind of very vocal uh, threats. And then and then to come out again. And then you know not long after he I think it was the Burnley game where he had the meltdown. And then a couple there was like no media coverage from internally from Tottenham. And then he comes out very defensive of the club and himself and even Daniel Levy saying his relationship with Le- with Levy is fantastic it's like no wonder we're, we're we're fucking losing our minds no wonder people are reacting and knee jerking no wonder there's a black and white um kind of definition around how you know you're either on this side or that side there's no in between there's no middle ground to, to you know, there's no subtleties um so it is it, it is a mess but i think again we make it a mess because we know the potential of this football club. You know, everything is in the right place in terms of uh, kind of the, the, the structure. Uh, the finances, I would like to think they've always really been there, maybe constrained with the, the build and the whole stadium thing. But we are, you're right, we are paying a lot more. We've always signed players. It's a bit of a fallacy to say we haven't bought players, we don't spend money. We just sell our best players for a lot of money and that kind of changes the net spend but where we've gone wrong is is kind of aiming for certain players that are needed and doing everything to to bring them in and again I know like if Chelsea come along you know you're going to lose out on that player because he's going to go and sit on the bench for them and earn a couple hundred grand more but by doing so and so there are a lot of things on the outside but I feel that a lot of the time you know to echo what you've been saying on Twitter and on on here as well we kind of like set a, 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 an expectation that is just a, it's it's within our reach if we do the right things, but the, the, there needs to be an understanding as well that even if we do the right thing, that the, there's still things that could fuck us up. Um, but I'll go back to what I said. I think if we're doing the right thing, it's it's probably enough for most people, and I'm sure that if we were to almost knock on the door and get past the finish line and the rest of it, that people will still say, well, there you go. And do you know what? At that point, I go, that's our fucking life. I mean, it's, it's you know, until it happens, um, what can we do? Like, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're not the type of club that picks up FA Cups and League Cups when the big teams have off-seasons. And I, and I don't know why that is either. Maybe we aim higher in the league and we never take the cup seriously, whereas other clubs are kind of like a little bit more ruthless. So it's just getting that right philosophy inside the club um, and, and, and pushing on. And the rest of it is just 
a bit of luck. It's a, it's the the right player acquisitions, the right level of scouting. Like, what is it we want? I know what I want. You know what you want. What does the club actually want to do next season, the season after, the season after that? And not just think, you know, we'll bring back Poch, that keep everyone quiet. You know, we'll we, we do this, that, you know, that that will be that will be perceived as a good thing. I, I also just, just I know I'm, I'm kind of like all over the place, um, like like the Spurs midfield. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the other thing around... Um, um, oh, there we go. See, this is what happens when you talk too long. I, I had a really good point uh, to make. I think just around like Pochettino and um, um, you know when you bring in when you bring in a manager and then you're having to inherit what you've had before mm. and you you have to then start looking at players that can stay and players that would need to move on and then looking at the players that you need to sign and then making sure that you sign those players. And if you don't sign those players, then you've got second targets and third targets. And then you, you're kind of building something that is sustainable in the short term. And the problem we've got is that to be sustainable in the short term, you almost need to be successful in the short term. It's not like let's build and we'll be a Champions League team in three seasons. That doesn't, that doesn't seem to work anymore. It's like, what can we do immediately to, to, to qualify for the Champions League, to then to build on top of that because Champions League brings better class players and, and a bit bigger heart, a profile. I, I think it's too much for our little brains, mate. I think we... we um, I don't think we handle it well. And I think if we were successful, I think I think we, it, would break, it would absolutely break us. But when we are finally successful, even if it's one poxy little cup, um, but it's done in a way, not like when we might have beaten City last season, you know, we under Mourinho, well, under 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 Mason, you know, that would have meant nothing if we'd won it. What would have that actually done, other than saying we won a trophy? Now Gunas can't say anything to us. So fuck off. Who cares about? Because well, then all it would have been is, oh, it was only the League Cup, you know. Well, but yeah, but this is this is my point. It's 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 how do you feel about something? Like, I would rather be contending for the league for actually having the belief we might win the title than winning the League Cup. That's not to say I don't want to win a League Cup because you have to breathe a winning mentality. And and and, and again, I think my messy point, I'm all over the place and I'll, I'll shut up in a second. My point is that it's, it's, it's not boxed up into this nice little package of this is, this is how it's going to work. You know, you, you've got to consider that there, there are all these variables and at the minute, I think we're too, we're too, we're bullied by by what happens outside the club. Whether it's Conte influencing things as well, but we're bullied too much by the narrative and and this kind of expectation and this. If you don't win any, anything, you're a failure. Well, no, that's not actually true. If 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 you, you especially if you follow Tottenham, it's not um, even just. I'm not trying to make this some the kids today type point. Old man shouts at cloud sort of thing, but. I do notice, especially amongst quite a lot of the younger people on Twitter at the moment, Spurs fans, one of their real big anxieties is, but the other fans make fun of us, you know, and it's part of that. I'm a bit like, yeah, but you're still, <laughs> you're still a Tottenham fan, uh, you know, so and it's just football, right? No, no, no clubs are like free from having the piss ripped out of them. Like look at United at the moment, it's open season on them um, and they are still the most successful club I've seen in my lifetime at least I mean I yeah. guess a lot of these like, probably didn't see the 
which is quite mad. I'm I'm probably starting to sound like as I was growing up, a lot of people still used to go on about Liverpool. Um, but I'd obviously missed all like Liverpool's heyday at that point. So for up until very recently, until under Jurgen Klopp, Liverpool were a team that used to be all right. And I guess that's probably what United are becoming now, really. Um, it's just it's good, though. It's, it's yeah. good that we're... The point I'm making, all this discourse, all the disagreements, even the people that might listen to this and disagree with me and then the people that I disagree with, um, it, the, the fact that we all have this kind of um, energy around wanting to do better and we have different opinions about how to do that and, and also different opinions of, of what is quantified as, as, as being successful... You know, I'm not disputing. You know, winning something is it, it's in the history books, but obviously, more important to me is the, the memory attached to it, the experience attached to it. So it's all good and well talking about legacy. Um, I'll look at what we won. Okay, um, th- th- what you know? Tell me the stories about that season, like because they're the things you're going to remember more. The the, the 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 winning it is the consolidation of of mm. of, of the team collectively. Um, coming together and 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 completing something and and, and doing so hopefully you know with a bit of style and that's we've come close to that many times. It's not like we've not been in that position and I think I think that makes it worse uh, in terms of how close we've come. But also at the same time, it, it it proves that we're knocking on the door. All these rival fans taking the piss are just kind of like wiping the sweat off their 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 their, their, their head because they, they we. We're obviously, to a degree, we're a threat to them because Spurs could be successful and they're going to be uncomfortable with that. So they, they like I say, like to point at us and, and have a dig uh, because look at them, they've tried again and they've fallen over. But we're, we're always picking ourselves up and somehow we're always back in that discussion. So we've got, we've got the right energy as a fan base. We're doing just about enough as a football club but what we're asking for is that cutting edge. We're just asking to be a bit more clinical, a bit more precise, not on the pitch, but in just the way we're thinking as, as, a, as a football club. And if that's beyond Levy and the club, then then we're in a bit of trouble because I don't I don't think he's going to shift on anytime soon. But again, part of me genuinely believes his heart is is in the right place. Um, in that he wants us to be successful. It's just the way he goes about it um, perhaps isn't on the, 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 the kind of purest level that, that Liverpool have displayed. And like you said, Liverpool displayed it. They've won the league and they've won the Champions League as well. Um, and it might might actually win it again. It might win both again. Um, and that could be it cycle-wise for them. Because Klopp, I think, has got plans to kind of move on at some point. It's, it's feeling like it's starting to wind down, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's yeah. sort of but, feeling like it's coming to the head. Which, but been, holy shit! Yeah, like, sorry, just before, no. uh, it's like if you if you achieve that, oh my god! I mean, that's just that's. I mean, for a club like Liverpool, it, they, they always want more, which is, but we're not that club. If we did that, I'm retiring, mate. I'm there's not. I'm just going to sit back and and enjoy football for the rest of my life, knowing that. I've seen us win the league and the Champions League. I don't need to then have have. I don't. I'm not going to be that person that's going to diminish that experience that I've been waiting for my entire life. It's it, diminish it by wanting more and more, yeah. and, and then which I think is what we do on, on a different level to what we had under Poch. You know, it's a completely different uh, level of experience, but 
we're diminishing that as not being important because we didn't win anything. And that was a generational, that was a generational team. And it's criminal that we didn't win anything. But there you go. It's just, it, it is very interesting though, isn't it? It's like we said on the last time we spoke on a podcast. I can't remember if it was yours or this one, but when we were saying that, you know, all it took is a few really minor things to kind of go the other way and we could be looking back on Pochettino's tenure at Tottenham as Premier League winner, Champions League winner, League Cup winner, you know, maybe even an FA Cup. But And, it, it you know, just being being that close to that level of success. But I still, you know, because this is a toss-up, right? Because are, are there some people, would, would they honestly say, right, that if Mourinho, say Mourinho had stayed on for that League Cup, we beat Manchester yeah. City and then we yeah. we sacked him a couple of weeks later. So Mourinho's tenure was pretty much the same as it was, but with a League Cup. Is that like? Is that honestly? That's honestly better than the Pochettino time. And I, and people will say, oh, you know, you're just kind of twisting this to suit narrative. But I really don't think that is because I, I honestly believe that's kind of what you're looking at a lot of the time. Is like, is that is that what success is? Just literally having a shiny like that shiny thing that one day that you put in a that you have on a record that, that that's in the record books right that yeah, you can yeah yeah you know and i it's it's tough right like because then that sort of makes it seem as if i'm saying that winning stuff isn't important i don't believe that but it's it's as we always say it's just as much about the journey as it is about kind of being there and i mean this is a sort of i mean you've covered it all pretty much very nicely already from what we've been saying and I guess just what I do want to kind of touch on because this is one of those things that like I'm I really struggle with 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 Conte is is not you know all right fine he's he's joined Tottenham whatever he he may have been made certain assurances everything whatever but what in terms of from the fans perspective like you know what what is he supposed to be happy with? Because, you know, people are debating, I tweeted something to this effect and people are debating the exact numbers. But as far as I was aware, we've spent roughly about 70 mil in January. I think between Bentancur and Kulisevsky, the fees, you know, it's like 40 odd mil here, 30 something mil there, whatever, in different fees and it will go over at different times. But roughly about that in January. And we've jettisoned off two of our record signing well our actual record signing in Ndombele and yeah. you know and Lo Celso who was who wasn't much cheaper than Ndombele if I recall correctly you know who's still in the upper upper limits of 30 40 mil or so yeah and you would imagine that's because Conte said I don't want these guys I don't I don't want the especially I, I would imagine with Ndombele I don't want the the kind of circus around this one anymore like go Lo Celso maybe there was just a good opportunity and he just wasn't he didn't yeah, see how yeah. he was going to use him or whatever or there was the club saw that we could get money for him or we knew that we were getting Bentancur in or I, I don't know whatever but it seems to be that you know the club have acted decisively um we talk about kind of Van Dyke and we talk about Allison. I mean look at look at the the situation with with Nuno you know it, it seems to be that whether this is kind of <laughs> Levy's people leaking this to the press or not, but it seems to be that Levy is the one that stepped in, acted decisively, got rid of Nuno and said, just get Conte, make it happen to Paratici. Just make yeah. it happen. Yeah. Get it. This is what we need. This is what we have to have. The fans aren't happy. 
and people can say whatever you want. It's cynical. It's just, it doesn't matter. The the point, the fact of the matter is, he brought in Antonio Conte. Now, we've sort of been already speculating because you know we've had years of whatever the years, the peak years under Pochettino when we didn't spend, and that's something I struggle to reconcile. You know, I'm not I'm not just some like Levy apologist. You know, we've spoken about this stuff for years now, um, but. Uh, we have seen since that time what you know we signed all right it didn't work out but we signed Emerson Royale for upwards of 30 million we signed Christian Romero for I can't remember exactly but a lot of money you know we have been spending money like they are acting decisively the club so I guess my question is like we can continue to sort of spout this thing that we're not showing ambition Levy is trying to hide Levy just wants a yes man but Levy has he's yeah, he he got rid of Pochettino, and we can we can say, and I've, it doesn't mean that just because one thing is true, it doesn't mean that the other thing is not right. So we can yeah, say yeah, that yeah. hiring Jose Mourinho was a glamour hire. It was it was Daniel Levy peacocking or ever. But at the same time, a lot of people who even didn't like Mourinho, myself included, saw the method behind it. You could see, okay. Whatever he's a, he's a bit washed up now, but we're probably meeting in the middle. We're we're coming off the tail end of this glorious Pochettino project, and we've got in probably one of the best managers we could possibly get at this point in time to try and get something over the line to be that to to, to be that guy who did it. So you know, I don't completely buy this idea that Levy just did that as some kind of peacocking experiment or whatever. Like, but like I say, maybe even if it was. The end result is that we could have won something. We didn't, obviously, but mm. you can see the method behind it. And and again with Antonio Conte, we've brought him in. We've we've paid off however much it probably cost to get to get Nuno off the the books straight away. We're paying Antonio Conte what fifteen mil a year now to to do his yeah, job. Thereabouts. We've given him money for transfers, so I, I guess the thing is like, what are people are people are people literally expending us to spend? 150 million pounds this summer on on you know are, are, are people looking at Manchester City signing Haaland on 500 grand a week for, and acting like oh well City you know he only costs them 30 mil but he, he hasn't done though like you know and this this is what I'm saying like at this at this level of football like what what is Antonio Conte and what are or more so what are fans expecting the club to do because it Whatever we want to do and however angry we want to get at Tottenham for not winning stuff for this perceived lack of ambition, it doesn't it doesn't take away from the fact that clubs like Manchester City exist. You know, and like we like we're talking about, can you can you imagine can you imagine how disheartening it must be really in a in a certain sense to be a Liverpool fan right now, knowing that you have this team, that, that team that they have and it's again it's probably going to lose out to the league again to manchester city who are obviously a fine team but do you really look at the, are you really are you really that jealous when you watch manchester city play football and you know i i i'm not that particularly jealous of City's no, success, the, I, I, the I, I like the it. things because i don't i don't think it counts that much i don't, you know i'm quite sort of uh, numb to, to their success now. No, so I, I guess my my bigger point is like I don't. It's it's very hard, and I think this is something that maybe we're all dealing with in various different ways, and it's manifesting in different ways. It's very hard to know really 
what you're supposed to be aiming for as a football fan or a football club anymore. With There's always been big teams, right? There's always been big teams. This yeah. is nothing new. But the... <laughs> The, the magnitude of it now is something that we've never seen before, right? I mean, I think we, could, we can quite comfortably say that, that the, the way Manchester City operate, the way Paris Saint-Germain operate... Yeah, so it's, it's, another, it's on another level, just financially. I, I kind of get what you're saying. Um, I, I, I think the, the, the way it's fragmented further is the fact that we probably don't have a right to be in this position we're in now, you know? Just and I say that in 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 the sense of the mistakes that we've made up to this point, and I don't mean losing at home to Southampton and Wolves. I mean the Nuno appointment, the way we kind of handled the whole Mourinho thing, uh, the way the way we've been rebuilding or, or attempting to rebuild uh, since Pochettino left, and haven't made that much ground. And maybe that's the reality that it's not that that recovering from that as easy as it appears to be for other football clubs, is a little bit more of a challenge for us because of all this baggage that we seem to kind of decide to chuck onto our backs. So so we've got the resources to get it right. And I think we're, we're, we, we're not doing that badly. It's one perspective, especially in, in how the season started and where we're at now. Um, it's just not been very fluid and consistent because of the type of manager we're brought in and the type of ambitions he has and the pressure that, that we're all putting on the squad of players that isn't probably fit for purpose. So when you take all that into consideration, you could say, well, we're, we're where we, we are. And these, these poor performances, these kind of drop points, is the reality of the fact that we can't consistently go like 10 games and, 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 and remain unbeaten, that we, we, we seem to dip a little bit and then come back and and it's it's obviously it could be damaging for us what we've the North London derby and 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 top four and whatever else and and I think it would devastate people if it goes the wrong way, mm. but it probably won't mean much because regardless of Champions League football, I think the way that football is, the way that uh, West Ham have improved vastly uh, in a very short space of time, um, I, I I think the cla- the gap. Uh, is closing to a degree with the teams just well everyone below uh, like Chelsea at the minute, um, which means that we could have a kind of rotational system happening for those top four positions, um, and it will it will basically just come down to the team that just retains momentum and consistency and takes advantage of other teams having cycle dips, which is going to happen. Now at the minute we're arguably in that cycle dip. Because we're trying to rediscover that identity, and we're, and and it's and it's and it's confused by the fact that many people are don't trust as much as the people that are saying back Conte is the best thing that's ever happened to us. Back him, part of them do not trust his loyalty, and they know that, and they're going to have Levy to fall back on to blame when that happens, and they're not going to say, well, actually, you know what. This is actually quite expected. I, I'm not going to make the same mistake I, I, I've, I've made countless times. I've done it with AVB, embarrassingly. I've done it with Mourinho, um, where I kind of backed them. And, you know, it was just like, whoa, heart on sleeve, I'm backing him. You know, like, fuck logic and pragmatism or whatever. I'm just going to go fully in um, and just give myself over, over to that person and, and feel like I'm on the journey with that manager. Now I'm more I'm I'm just a little bit sort of 
listen, I'm backing him. You know, I'll buy him a pint if I saw him in the pub, but I'm not I'm not going to be his best mate. Let, uh, Tottenham's the most important thing to me and how I feel about Tottenham. And if that manager is giving me, if that manager's a conduit to giving me something that, that is really tangible in terms of, you know, I can taste that atmosphere, I can taste that kind of buzz that you have around Tottenham, that we're going somewhere, we're doing something, perfect. You st- then the manager's working. I think we're too obsessed with finality off the back of one or two results. We're the best thing since sliced bread one week. Mm. We're fucking useless the next. I know that's not new. That's nothing to do with modern football. We've been doing that for, for since forever. When I was in the terraces as a kid, I could, I could hear people butcher spurs. You know, it's, that never, that's a human... It's human nature to, 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 to do that. And it's definitely part of the culture in football. But... If you want to look at it from a kind of think piece perspective, if you want to be like a journalistic kind of uh, reviewer of what Spurs have gone through, we should be doing better than we have. But but because of that um, inconsistency we, at, at the managerial level and also maybe the mistrust at the board level, we, we, we haven't found the balance yet. We just have not done it. And it's come... Two things have come fallen into place too quickly for for all the things about Conte that you alluded to. Like we've got away with it in certain games, but still punished them. I mean, fine because that's the the mark of a team that can be clinical, that yeah. can that can be, you know, uh, can show uh, a bit of metal, a bit of kind of you know. We, they weren't doing that under under Nuno. You know, no, so. definitely not. We were we were we were just I don't know what we were doing under Nuno. So, so, so under Conte, we have that trait which is great. What has to be fixed is all the other little things, you know. What if certain players have an off day? How do we adapt? How do we change? Mm. How do we adapt and change if if the wing-back situation is is giving us a problem? Um, And these type of little things. Now, maybe they're working on that. Maybe things aren't working properly, much like they weren't working properly. Um, You remember back, back in the early days under Conte, you felt the players were trying to follow the instructions, but you almost felt like they were trying to follow ex- instructions to to the letter, to the word. Like they weren't instinctively running into the space that they meant to, and then it clicked. And then you got a little little teaser. This this is what happens when it actually clicks. Now imagine it clicking, but with slightly better players in key positions right slightly more depth on the bench to be able to influence what happens you know during the game and game management so so obviously personnel is imperative and I, and, and I think this is what Conte is is again fixating on a lot he knows fucking hell if I had x y and z I'd be flying um so there's all these things and, and and I don't know whether between now and the end of the season, the five games we've got left, I don't know whether any of them can be resolved. And I'm not going to sit here and say I'm not nervous. I, I don't trust Conte completely. I can see him walking if he, if he says, well, we didn't get Champions League. But also, I think if we got Champions League, I think he he, he would be, um, he'd be well chuffed because that is a great stepping stone and a great foundation to actually do something in the summer beyond what we were planning to do anyway. But at the same time, you're kind of looking at all this and a lot of it is influenced by the narrative, by the media. The, the, the pundits in the media, I don't think, and I'm not all, not all journalists, by the way, I'm not digging anyone out here. I'm just t- kind of talking about the, the 
the, the Sky Sports kind of media, uh, if you like. They don't like having seen Conte as Tottenham manager. You know, they, they think, you know, we're beneath Conte, as yeah. much as Conte gives out that, that vibe sometimes. Um, and and the, that part of that makes me love Tottenham even more because it's like, fuck off. How much do you hate us? How much do you all hate us? You know, it's, I love it. It, it. It's obsessive. It's like how... It, it, this is the thing about Spurs getting dug out and which is why I, I think sometimes Spurs fans should should just think nothing... Look, if nothing's going to change, just fucking love your club more because you're gonna, not going to be able to change anything. So having... People dig out Spurs just galvanizes me to, to to think. Well, we don't matter yet. Yet you you're all you, you know you don't stop thinking about us. You, you, you somehow we're the be all and end all of everything. That you know Spurs need to do this to be good. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the same time, Kane has got to go to United or City. And it's like, like what? What signal? What messages are you actually sending out? What signals are you sending out to everybody? And how much of that is being digested by by people who are a little bit too gullible and worry too much about what other people think and, and care about? Because yes, on the one hand you're saying this is what Spurs need to do, and on the other hand you're literally trying to pull that apart and put us further down. It's almost like Spurs need to join the elite, and then it's nah, nah, nah. You're not joining the elite. How dare you even fucking think that? Conte needs to leave, and it's that. That's that. This is the this is the noise that that I, I've tried to detach myself from. I, I still love coming on pods and, and doing my own pods and chatting about it because you need to vent, you need to release it, you need to hear yourself it's say it out cathartic, loud. Isn't it? Yeah, because you need to hear yourself say it and think, "Oh fuck, I got it wrong." I don't mind admitting I'm wrong. I've been no, wrong I can give countless times, uh, and and sometimes I get it wrong. Sometimes I, you know. I get it. I, sometimes things are said, and 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 perhaps I am clouded by sentiment, and I am clouded by that, that kind of happy clappy thing, and then I got to pull myself back and think, well, well, actually, hmm. But I, again, I think it's really difficult. I'm I'm pro Conte, but I, I I'm critical of a lot of the, of the things that he does. I think he he's he doesn't need to publicize the fact that he's a world-class manager in the way that he does all the time and that and that Spurs aren't set up for his capabilities at the minute help us then don't help us by slagging us off to the media and the thing is again am i misreading things because of the way the media report things so maybe maybe Conte and Levy are, are laughing at, at these stories behind closed doors we just we don't know, and you know the the other way of looking at it is just wet the bed when when there's something worth wetting the bed for. At the minute, just sleep, you know, with a little bit of comfort because we've had it a lot worse at Tottenham. Um, what's giving us nightmares is that we we know we can have it a lot better, and I, and I think that's probably the thing that persists constantly. Um, we're fucking dramatic as fuck, man. We're, we're we're easily the best football club on the planet for 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 this reason, um, because it's we it's only football Tottenham. It's a fucking you know, ride, isn't it? It always is. Yeah. And if, like you say, we're just. I think we are the club that is rent free in just football. You know, in the football's <laughs> collective psyche, because 
they I don't know they just they they can't stand the thought of us doing well and I know this is what every single club says but I do just think it's a bit different with Tottenham Tottenham are the, we're that comfortable pair of trousers for everybody you know the one that they yeah. can sort of they can they, it, we're, we're there for the pundits and everything when it comes to FA Cup time that they can talk about all the you know the glory boys of White Hart Lane back in the day and all that type of thing and we can you can get all the warm and fuzzies from all that talking about Bill Nick and Jimmy Greaves and you know Danny Blanche Flower and everything like that but when it's when it comes to like you know Premier League kind of time no that's we're we're the side that we're we're a laugh we're a joke we're history men we're we're nothing else but. This is the thing that the, the most important thing I think is like, you know, this idea that, you know, I, I, I get it. I get it. Somebody said to me earlier, you know, whatever, I, do, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. But at the same time, you know, the fact that this club hasn't won a trophy for however many years it is now is not good. You know, it isn't great. And it means that people, since the desperation to just win something, to get something over the line, to just have that release grows it makes it harder to enjoy the kind of makes it harder to enjoy the journey if you like and i i i do understand that i do understand that because i think maybe i've internalized that myself um i don't i i i personally i'm somebody i wear my heart on my sleeve i know i would say that but i don't i don't project anything to try and look a certain way i'm often somebody that will say things because you can probably listen back to an episode you know five episodes ago and i've been saying actually i think conte's all right you know i i, I don't know no, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it comes from a place of being thicker it's just you know i'm i'm probably somebody that i feel things you know i'm quite i'm probably quite an emotional person i feel things in the moment and have an idea of 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 where things are and yeah maybe i have internalized a lot of this sort of sense of well i only want to win something because of whatever because maybe i've forgotten you know i i I was absolutely buzzing the day we beat chelsea you know when woodgate even though the ball only bounced off his face and i had chelsea fans trying to do oh you only beat us he didn't even do a proper header i couldn't have given less of a fuck you know we'd just beaten chelsea (laughs) at wembley we'd seen ledley king lift a trophy you know um and it was it was unbelievable. It was it was it was, it was stunning. It was exactly, day, yeah. you know. And it wasn't just the league cup that day at all, you know. And and, and I get that. And I think we all want that. And it does make the journey harder. But I just like we sort of covering over the over the course of this. I think there just needs to be this sort of. It doesn't mean that everything else is worthless, right? And it doesn't mean that the. You know that you just like you're saying, you support Tottenham. You support one of the good. At the end of the day, right? You support one of the greatest clubs. This country is the home. I'm, I'm sounding very Brexit now, but this country is the home of football, right? And it has produced a hell of a lot of football clubs. Every single town, village. Everywhere you go, there is a football team. People play football. We're obsessed with it. Mm. You mm. support. You support one of the greatest teams this country has ever produced. Just enjoy it a bit, you know. Yeah. Just enjoy yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. 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 Be proud, man. There's, 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 you know, don't have to always be angry, and 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 something will happen. And when it does, it's going to be magnificent. It'll just, it'll just feel un real and more so than had we won the league cup under Mourinho and Mason because we were a fragmented fan base you know we weren't all as one 
And I feel that if Spurs go on a journey and he ends with a cup final or he ends with something where, they, where we actually win, it will have that vibe that oh, I've just used the fucking V word, but it will have that same he will have that same kind of energy we had in 2008 where it was like, yes, Chelsea, for all those years of, of you of you constantly beating us at three point lane and all the all the all the the, the, the lording over and the goading and the rest of it. And we're beating you in a cup final and it's glorious and Ledley King, King is lifting it and that's that what makes the cup win what it actually is what it means what it feels to, to win it is what happens in the build up to it and perhaps all this edging that we've had all these years and all this trauma and drama and the rest of it even if we do end up playing really well and going all the way to the league cup final and winning only the league cup it will, it will probably pack a punch because of everything in the build up to it and it will be a, you, you feel it will be relatable more, above and beyond just a little footnote in, a, in, a, in the history book you know because you will it, it's, it's how you feel in that moment as a, as a collective fan base and, and I think we need that desperately because we are all over the place at the minute um, but we're going to get there mate we, we, we will get there it's just it's just when the universe decides to kind of give us a little wink and go come, come on then it's your time. Go on. Just need get to pass that. Need to rub those lemons a bit harder, mate, and we'll yeah, we'll get it yeah, across definitely. the line, Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.